Coming up this week on Zed Games... Eagle Swim released a little while ago, about a year ago actually, on iOS, uh, but now it's on Android. So I played it on iOS. I'm going to be chatting about this Melbourne-developed game in the show. I'm also going to be chatting about Neat, an artist who does some video game-related stuff. That's coming up later on. And I'm here to discuss another spoopy arcade story, this one featuring the arcade game of Berserk. That's coming up soon. And then we'll be discussing the impacts of interactive communication and media on the gaming community. All that coming up and more here on Zed Games. Hi, and welcome to Zed Games. Recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios in Brisbane. And broadcast nationally across the community radio network. Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community, and culture. From across Australia to around the world. Coming at you live from 4 Triple Z Studios in Brisbane. You might be hanging out with us on 102.1 FM on Zed Digital, on iTunes or Spotify, or around the country on the community radio network. This is Zed Games, and uh, hey, if you're not listening to us online, go and do that. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) And give us a review, please, because we need more reviews, and I got access to the iTunes stats, and they're not looking great, so go and do that. (laughs) Please listen to us on iTunes. Uh, My name's Jack. I'm in studio with Caitlin, Kate, and Millie. Hello. Hello. How you all going? It's hot. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so offensively humid. <laughs> it's 34 degrees in Brisbane. <laughs> Me at Brisbane. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we're, we're all uh, um, melted. Mm. Gentle melted. Like you, you come into the studio, which is air-conned, and you have this, like, you kind of, like, glazed There's over a, a little sheen. bit. Yeah, yes. yeah, on the way oh in. Oh, my God. <laughs> at the same moment, just connected. <laughs> yeah, There's a sheen Beautiful. across your face. Brisbane sheen. You're like, oh. <laughs> experience. Uh, we've got quite a lot of stuff coming up this episode. I'm going to be chatting about Ink or Swim, which is a cute little indie game from a Melbourne dev. Also talking Ooh. about an artist called Neat. Uh, Millie, you're going to be bringing us some more spoops. Hi, I'm back. What is the name of the spoops this time? Uh, it's about an arcade cabinet called Berserk. Berserk. And it features, um, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, Atari, Atari era. Okay. So, you know, it's a bit like beep, 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 that sort of thing. Right. Ooh. But there's a slightly... Slightly terrifying smiley face that I want to talk about. I already hate it. Thanks. Thank you. Smiley. And Mm. Kate, you're going to be chatting about how gamers influence developers. Yeah. Mm. It's an interesting dynamic between the community of consumers and the community of creators. Mm. And the line is being more and more blurred with each game that gets released. Mm. And I really want to discuss what people think about that. Yeah. Coming up very, very soon. Love a bit of discourse. So good. (laughs) But first got some news for you. Across Australian radio and across the world online, from 4ZZZ Studios in Brisbane, this is your weekly Zed Games news update. Backlight Retribution is shutting down next month. The free-to-play shooter launched its PC closed beta in November 2011, and after more than seven years, the service will be closed on March 11, 2019. Developers Hardsuit Labs are allocating studio resources to other projects and have already shut down account migration and the official support site for the game. This only affects the PC version, since PS4 versions of Backlight Retribution don't use dedicated servers, it will continue to operate as is. In a recent investor meeting, Nintendo has spoken to the amount of women working in their development teams. Director Shinya Takahashi said there are many female developers in the software development departments, with Shigeru Miyamoto adding, the director of the Animal Crossing series is a woman and there are many female designers working actively. This comes following a report from market analysts at EDA showing an increase in female Switch owners from 30% in mid-2017 to 50% in late 2018. 
Publisher Activision Blizzard have laid off 8% of its total workforce, leaving 800 people now looking for work. These layoffs appear to have only affected non-game development departments, including those working in publishing and esports. In a letter obtained by Kotaku, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack promised a comprehensive severance package, continued health benefits and career coaching, saying that there's no way to make this transition easy for impacted employees, but we are doing what we can to support our colleagues. While Activision Blizzard broke record financial results in 2018, the company believes that in order to reach their full potential, important leadership changes had to be made. The Trade Media Group have revealed its 30 Under 30 series for 2018. These awards honour incredible work from individuals across publishing, distribution or media under the MCV Pacific brand and development or education under Develop Pacific. A few mentions from the Brisbane game development community include Mitchell Manganaro, Ren Breyer and Anna Zhao. That's all for now. For more gaming news updates, check us out on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as at ZEDGamesAU. Big congrats to everyone that was involved with the MCV Pacific and Develop Pacific Awards, particularly to those people in Brisbane. Absolute heckin' sweethearts. I've spoken to all of them. We spoke with Ren a little while ago about the powerhouse. Yes. yes. She's so lovely. She is Hi, Ren. Except for that time where I like brought in the beginning of the interview and I'm like, so you've done this. Why? And she's like, what? <laughs> Why not? And I'm like, sorry, Ren. I'm really... I didn't... Oops. <laughs> so, because we do a podcast... Mm-hmm. We don't. I'm so I'm t- I'm talking about my thing now. Okay, good. Yes, you were like, what? Who's, who's talking about? <laughs> Who's like, answering? I'm, what do no, we no, do? No, 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 no. <laughs> so because we do a podcast, we don't have a lot of music in that podcast for like copyright reasons. Yes, yes. We usually don't talk a lot about music in the podcast. Mm. All of it gets left on the cutting room floor. Wow, wow, wow. Not this week. <laughs> uh, Neat is an artist. Uh, they've been making like a lot of like. Like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Basically, it's kind of like indie video game music. So they'll they'll end up taking, like, a lot of game tracks from, like, well-known series, and then they'll remix the heck out of them. So we had one a little while ago. It was called Kronos, and I'm trying to bring it up now. If I can dig up that heckin' song. We'll see see how we go. But, um, yeah, that one was from, like, Chrono Cross. And um, basically... It was a very, very nice... Here we go. Here's what it is. Let's hit play on that matey potato, and I'll just <laughs> kind of bring that up. So it's like they'll bring in, like, an old track, because obviously this was composed by someone ages and ages ago. Mm-hmm. And then they end up, like, remixing it later on in the track, and it just, like, turns into an, just, just an experience and a half. Like... <laughs> oh. It, it kind of stops up. This is part of the original track, but then, like... Basically, the equivalent of the beat dropping happens in a sec, and it's mm-hmm. like, like I can't beatbox. I've never beatboxed live on air. Here we go, dude, killer. Oh, yep. So it's some good vibes. Oh, yeah, a good vibe. What they d- good vibes on Z Games. Jeez. Um, and, <laughs> and they uploaded this video. They've just started doing YouTube again, and they basically took an anime ending. <laughs> No, I, I hope you heard that. You're already disappointed in me. They took an anime ending uh-huh. and they sampled and remixed the heck out of it. Have a listen to a little snippet from... It's an eight-minute video. I haven't quite got the full thing here, but have a listen. Today, we're going to be sampling the ED of one of my favorite animes of 2018, Bunny Girl Senpai. <laughs> Oh, 
it's so good, man. Every episode, when you see this go on, you're just like, yeah. I'm just gonna jam out a little bit and try and figure out a pattern, and then we'll we'll go from there. It's just such a good sound. Like, I honestly would have taken that actual remix, but it's not on SoundCloud yet. And I'm like, dude. Matey, come dude. on. Bring them bunny girls to SoundCloud. <laughs> you, you were so disappointed when you were like, this is some anime trash, Jack. Get it out of my house. Basic. I don't want it here. Yeah, this is my house. Get it but I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, look, the name, of, the name of the anime, I think that's a fair point of concern. Yeah, but yeah bunny senpai. The remix, obviously. Oof. That was killer. Mm-hmm. Pretty Sick. good. Yeah, that He's was got some really talent. Good. I love it. But not only that, he also does like a lot of stuff that's comp- it's so it's related, but it's not like remixes. So he'll do this like just a lot of sad boy piano stuff, yeah, basically. That's you. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's me in a yeah. nutshell. You know, yeah, that's yeah, it you. is <laughs> sad, sad boy <laughs> piano stuff. Honestly, uh, same. <laughs> yeah. Can relate out of ten. Like, I mean, fair. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, I think that's all of us. Everyone has a sad boy piano time at some point in their lives. I'm gonna jump into this one. This is a sad boy piano time. It's not the name of the track. It's just my vibe on it. It's a Kingdom Hearts piano tribute oh after, boy. Ki- after Kingdom Hearts three last week as well. <laughs> oh boy. Um, if you want to check is out Jack and Nush. Yeah, look, Kingdom Hearts and sad boy I'm time. I'm having a really good time. Okay. <laughs> you talk about weird ass like arcade machines, <laughs> and I bring weeb crap. Yeah, you know, weaving each other <laughs> That's out. That's what the show is now. <laughs> <laughs> Weavecraft and weird arcade games. Hello. Here's the song. That Here's the song. Here's the song. Put it up. This is the song. Um, Hello Neat is where you would want to find Neat online. Uh, Neat Music, N-E-E-T, music.bandcamp.com. He also goes by Neatology and Hello Neat in quite a few places. Here's the Kingdom Hearts piano tribute. Have a listen. Beautiful. G'day, mateys. So nice and calming, and but also it's got that good dynamic of like some some highs and some lows and all the rest of it. It feels good. Yeah, it just feels right, you know. It feels right. (laughs) Good vibes. Okay, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Um. Also, I'm just gonna very quickly before we get to your spoops, Millie. That's fine. Go nuts. Ink or swim is a mobile game. Kate, you're playing it at the moment. Oh yeah. I think I've got it plugged in. Is nope. That's. So it's like this really cute arcade game. Uh, it's, so it's it's a mobile game. It's on. Oh, there's the. <laughs> we're getting an unlock. And so beautiful. Cute. It's quite yeah, cute. It's very cute. I played it before. Uh, so it's actually very addictive. So I'm a squid. Basically, you're I'm a squid. <laughs> Splatoon, the mobile game. So I think Millie, your description of it's basically Flappy Bird but up and down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's that like, slide. <laughs> it's a pretty simple concept, and there isn't a lot of like kind of depth to the game. To be honest, like it is very like is jump very in, much, yeah. play the arcade game, mess around a little bit, t- waste some time. But that's all. That's most mobile games, you know. 
It is gorgeous. Like the pixel art, I think it reminds me a lot of Kirby. Mm. And with the music mm -hmm. as well, like mm -hmm. it's that kind of upbeat kind of vibe. It's really mint. But then you don't fall asleep because Kirby's incredibly easy. Mm. This is not incredibly easy, but it's also not incredibly hard. Kirby. How many times boy. have we heard me die? Let's just not talk about that part. Like, <laughs> it's all right, Fine. I died like 10 times. But I mean, Kirby is very easy. Like, I mean, yeah, but it's great for, I Kirby's think, a sweet heart young players. Yes, Kirby's calling the police. Kirby's that tweet response that we yes. got. There's this beautiful picture. Oh, my God. Kirby's but, um, calling the police. <laughs> yeah, like, it is basically you're tapping the left and the right side of the screen to make the squid jump in left or right directions. And you're, do mm. you're dodging, like, pieces of coral and, like, electric jellyfish and, and crabs. And, yeah, all sorts of weird crap. Um, they are really cute faces, though. Yeah, they're all it's so cute, dude. Um, and it all looks really, really good as well. I'm playing on an iPhone SE, so it's a much smaller screen than most normal people. Um, but you said it's Sorry, available on Android it as is. well now. Yeah, so oh. it's been on iOS for the last year or so, and only in the last week or so, I believe, has it come to Android. Ooh. So they're like, we got all this press for the Android version. I'm like, well, now I'm going to play on iOS. Okay. Um, but yeah, like now everyone can jump in, right? Like awesome. Android and iOS. It is a free game. Um, there isn't any like paid like power-ups or anything like that. Oh, good. The only thing that you can pay for is like unlocking different maps, which is basically different skins for the environments. So even though you're just going through underwater, like you've got all these cute kind of backgrounds. I'm not sure if you guys kind of switched through some of them. No. But no, you... we're not that good. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Um, Dude, like... You can unlock all of these different backgrounds with different environments. If you pay for a single one, which is like two bucks, it gets rid of pop-up ads, which are the worst things. Only two bucks though, that's so good. Right? Like, pay for an, uh, like a nice one that you think looks oh cute. I bought the forest because I love forests. It's an underwater yeah. forest. It's so cute. And it's a sea forest. It's a sea forest. Mm. Oh, um, there's a rainbow star and I love it. Oh god. Oh god, oh, god. Oh, god. Oh, god. Oh, god. it's not a <laughs> Sorry, I peaked. <laughs> And now it's all downhill. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. I say. But yeah, like it's. Oops, I think it's cute. It's upbeat. <laughs> it's not too difficult. It's not too easy. It's good to jump in for a little bit of fun. Just kind of nice to have, you know. And it's a, it's a time games. killer. And it's yeah. also supporting local devs. It's uh, made oh. by a dev in Melbourne as well. Um, oh. I believe it's a one-person team. Not too sure. Wow. But um, Dude. well, I mean, you can clearly see in the scope it's been reduced, mm. but they've put in the effort to make it polished. It feels good to play, like. Flappy Bird does not have the polish this, this, oh, uh, this, no. this has. This has so much shine to it. So you can cute. tell there's a lot of love. Mm. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, there's a there's a direct comparison because Flappy Bird was a one-man team as well. Yes. But with Flappy Bird, you only had the bird and the one map. And, and the Mario tubes that were stolen from yeah. pixelart.com. And also it was pretty inconsistent. Yeah. Like, a lot of the design elements were, like, well, obviously the Mario Broken. pipes. Yeah. It just looked like crap. This yeah. doesn't. This, this looks this good. very cute. It looks good. As you can hear, it sounds good, as you did hear. And mm. it's free. And if you want to support the dev, two bucks or deal with pop-up ads. That's yeah. your choice. Mm. Dude, it's really I cute. I think I'm Millie might now. be addicted. Yeah, this is a problem. <laughs> Why did you give me Sorry. the mobile? <laughs> oh, God. Good luck I've getting your playing, phone back. <laughs> I've been playing Tapped Out since it came out. Like, I have a problem. Seriously. Be a doctor. Don't <laughs> give me mobile games. <laughs> but uh, I love it. Please please download this game. It's yeah, really cute. Yeah, I'm gonna. Ankle Swim is available now on iOS and Android. You're hanging out on Zed Games with Jack, Kate, Caitlin, and Millie. G'day. Millie. Hi. You brought us some spoops this week. I certainly did. Read me a scary story. Fresh hot spoops. Just, just whisper into the mic again. I'll bring it up. G'day, mateys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> so tell us about whatever you're telling us about, because I've already forgotten the name of the arcade. <laughs> this, this, this is fine. Um, so last time I was on with Spoopy Week, I brought you Polybius, yes. which was a forbidden arcade cabinet. Yes. And I brought you an actual arcade cabinet this time. Its name is... Berserk. So it is real. It's real. It's confirmed as a real thing it's that exists. It's a real game. You okay. can play it online. I did, and I was really bad at it. Sorry, 80s. <laughs> at least you're still alive. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't die. <laughs> Silver linings. <laughs> so Berserk was produced by Stern Electronics in 1989. A good year. Uh, a humanoid figure runs around a maze with deadly walls. So that's what I did seven times. I ran to the wall. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, destroying really stupid robots uh, with a laser gun and... Uh, there's another character in the game. Evil Otto. He functions as the game timer. All right. And uh, you better escape that maze before Evil Otto appears. Otherwise, it's game over. One touch. And you're gone. Oh. It's just rude. I know. And he's a smiley face. Ill. And he bounces. <laughs> it's terrifying. No, thank um, you. Anyway, so this game is sort of Atari era, if you can imagine like those like E.T. game, that sort of thing. Mm. So very beep, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah. Um... Other than the dream haunting, 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 <laughs> haunting Otto, the game has a slightly darker history than I'm letting on. Mm. It's known as one of the first arcade games to kill its players. <gasps> like real, like <laughs> this is confirmed, like this is a real, like it actually killed someone. Mm-hmm. Go on. According to Urban Legend, Otto has claimed three lives oh my God. at Fryer Tuck's game room in Illinois. The kicker? Two of these deaths actually happened oh number one the rumored death of jeff daly he died of a heart attack once his score reached six thousand sixteen thousand and six hundred and sixty no 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 really <laughs> i'm not joking it is the devil's oh, game no, that's scary <laughs> so says the girl with the ghost i know right <laughs> we'll this, get into that another episode <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll get there the second death peter Burkowski was apparently friends with Daly. Walked into the arcade, got a top score, put another quarter in another machine, then just dropped dead. Oh, oh my God. Right in the arcade. What did he die of? Heart attack. Rude. <gasps> it's like gummy inside. Just writing down. No, don't, don't mind me. <laughs> 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 and of course, how could we forget number three? An unnamed arcade player was stabbed to death in front of this particular arcade, Fryer Tux, over another player's quarter put into the machine. Berserk. Oh. <laughs> do you think Otto had something to do with this? His terrifying presence causing psychological and actual medical drama. It's possible. But Daly's death has since been discredited. He died in a car accident, like, miles away from the arcade. <laughs> oh. But the other two generally happened. One can't help but think that perhaps the legend of Evil Otto's supernatural abilities has a thread of truth in it. And it's it's when you look up, so if you if you Google image search Evil Otto, you will see this like smiley face and it's it's very much lo fi. Mm-hmm. Uh very simple. Mm-hmm. And get it out of my face, I hate it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. No, shut it down. Yep. Get it out of my life. Um so I was playing like <laughs> this um emulated version, I guess, online. Mm. And um, obviously, it's very simple. But if you don't leave the room fast enough, Otto just appears. He just he just bounces after you. He's completely immune to the walls, the robots, and he's coming. 
OP. He is coming for you. <laughs> Balance that crap. <laughs> the thing is, what I learned about Berserk is that it cost a lot of money to produce back in the 80s because it had spoken word. Look at that terrifying face. Whoa, Kate's what's, showing what's him the up. ghost? What's oh, that, the, that's no face. Know. Oh, I'll get into that okay, one Okay, cool. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Creepypasta. It must be real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing was, it was an expensive game to produce because it had spoken word in it for the 80s. Oh. And all the spoken word is, kill the humanoid. Whoa. Don't let them escape. Kill the humanoid. So. I want a refund. I feel like that simple quarter could end your life. Mm. You better be careful around Otto. Who knows what that smile's hiding. Anyways, I'm done. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have nightmares. Was that it? That's it. What about No Face? Oh, No Face is a completely other game, dude. (laughs) Oh. He's just next to Otto because it's terrifying. Is No Face the name of the game? I think so. I don't know. We'll get into that another week. (laughs) (laughs) What does No Face Creepypasta bring up? I think that's his name. I'm not sure, but... Uh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Ubo or something. Oh, that's right. I think. It- yeah, so uh, Trackid versus Creepypasta Rap Battles 1. Evil Otto versus Uboa. Wow. That's what this image is called. Creepypasta Rap Battles. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like a fun a time. Much more fun than I'm dying a- of a freaking arcade I'd pay for game. that. Yeah, yeah, true. I'd pay for it. I'm 100% sure that started off with, like, Slenderman versus, like, Killer oh Jeff. <laughs> Do you guys remember 2008 creepypasta fandoms? I wish I could forget. Do you guess? <laughs> I I don't. Those people are now the people who like romanticize Ted Bundy. Guaranteed. Mm. Oh, your money back. Oh, your money back. So when are we talking about Sonic.exe? <laughs> I mean, next week if you'd like me to talk Heck about yeah. it. Yeah. Because tell. Oh, trust me. That ga- like. Like Sonic.exe, Ben. Um, dude, like Ben deserves his whole episode. Yeah, exactly. Like. That one legitimately like haunted my dreams for a bit. Like it's it's fake, obviously, but <laughs> Sonic EXE is genuinely unsettling. It's like, unsettling. You watch, so Sonic EXE is like uh, just a very quick kind of coverage of what that game is. It's a basically a homebrew mod of Sonic the Hedgehog, and you you boot it up, and it's it plays normally, but then at a certain point it cuts to like a, a dead Sonic. Mm. Basic, basically, spoilers. It, it's no, there's not spoilers. It keeps going. It uh. just keeps going. It keeps getting worse. There's, and a, worse. there's a Sonic EXE two. Like it's it's that bad. <laughs> the thing the thing is with like most of these new iteration of creepy pastas, which I'm totally down to talk about in another show, is that yeah, it's not fun. Is is that <laughs> the red eyes? Is that a lot of them tend to take <laughs> over your computer in a way? Yeah. Mm. Like, I really want to talk about um, I'm Scared as well. I feel like I've heard about this. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry for getting so close to the mic. But it's a, oh big, it's a big oof. It's a big oof, I'm Scared. But trust rely on me for your spoops <laughs> because I will bring them and I will guaranteed haunt your dreams tonight. Oh, you spoops so we don't have to. Exactly. Face. Smiley face coming at me out of the dark. Yeah. Sonic EXE is... Gen- yeah, I don't... Let's... Okay, so that was definitely that. I'm going to not talk about Creepypasta anymore because I swear to God, I will actually get really, really <laughs> unhappy. You'll see Evil Otto in your dreams tonight. Well, I mean, look, real talk. I stay at Triple Z pretty late. <laughs> you hear the show, on her dreams. I am going to die in this building. You just hear, like, the sound... <laughs> 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 like... You'll just don't touch the walls. You'll hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear the sound of a basketball just gently... Approaching. Oh, that uh, that's the step of an actual nightmare. And then you'll just see his smiley face just scoop past this window. Oh 
We are talking about I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> and creepy pasta. You're hanging out on Zed Games with Jack, Kate, Caitlin, and Millie. Welcome back, ladies. We're not talking about scary stuff anymore because I don't want to. So, yeah, Kate. For more sorry, everyone. I'm just having a stroke. Don't mind me. We're professionals. Yeah. Time for something more exciting. Yes. Because. I was watching The Sim Supply play The Sims with Sim Guru Romeo, mm-hmm. who is actually one of the development team of The Sims. Mm-hmm. So The Sim Supply is a Sydney-based Sim YouTuber. His name's James. And he was basically pointing out all of the things in build mode that frustrate the heck out of him. <laughs> and Sim Guru Romeo is quoted as saying, all the things that the players say were like, yeah, we really want to do that also. Basically admitting that they're listening. And good. Been, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh my god, The Sims Four is so frustrating at times. Yeah, and I mean the thing, as I mentioned in the kind of teaser to this, the line between consumer and creator is getting more and more blurred. Mm. Mm. So with The Sims, they have been for the longest time promoting and encouraging custom content. They have the um, the downloadable content available pretty much from the game. Provided you have internet. I mean, welcome to the new world. Yeah, a bit of an assumption to make <laughs> yeah. in, in Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof, oof. Oof. Um, At yeah. NBN. Yeah. Um, but they're At really encouraging Minister. the idea that, you know, sometimes the people who play these games make better content than they do in the base game. And, and they've been incredibly encouraging of that kind of community and cultivating that kind of community. Mm-hmm. Also similar to that is... World of Warcraft. I know this is two games that I've only ever spoken about on radio. Like, you probably you love Sims and WoW, dude. I know. I zero to hero. Honestly, it's fine. You can enjoy those games. I like weird crap, so go for it. Yeah, Yeah, true. (laughs) That's why I'm here. But with um, with World of Warcraft, uh, there's a massive WoWhead article about all the NPCs in WoW that are based on either staff or players or Mm. different incidents that happen in the real world. And so not only are consumers able to directly, I mean, I tweeted at Simguru Romeo and The Sim Supply with a thread of different things that I would love to see either in the game or back in the game. Mm-hmm. And Millie, you chimed in on it as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about this new media kind of community that possibility, we're Possibility, yeah. Yeah, like you can, you can talk to anyone you want at any time. Yeah. And we have a direct line with the people making the games that we buy we also have the ability to make our own content in those games yeah so it's really that's a big influence you know like you'll have content creators on like youtube or twitch oh yeah that's another one because your example of like oh i'll tweet this at the developers is obviously very much like i want you to make this change but there have been changes made to games where people will be streaming or do a let's play or something and Mm. they'll just bring something up casually Mm. and the developers will see that and be like oh that's we should, a good we idea. should change that. Yeah, yeah, um, And I know Definitely. that for a fact, like there are, like particularly within like fighting games, mm. there are people at these studios that are involved with a lot of community management and a lot of like kind of balancing and and supporting the community mm. after release. They'll be watching like streams all heck and day, just yeah, being like, tough. we need to. It's such it's, a hard it's job. It's so hard. <laughs> but yeah, like that really affects how the games we play are made and how they're changed. Yeah, mm. definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I think a, a good example, just completely out of nowhere, is I don't know if you guys remember when Mass Effect Andromeda came out mm. and yeah. it was just really bad. And yeah. I think, 
Yeah, they they knew it wasn't great, but the backlash <laughs> that they got from people just being insane. like, "What have you done? Why the mm. eyeballs go there? Like, what Why is going on?" Why the crab on? walk down the yeah. stairs? They yeah. had to work so hard and so fast to make a patch to fix all of the issues, <laughs> and I mean, now it's great. Now it's fine. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> there are other but, shortcomings. Yeah, but, but I think you know, like people are a lot quicker to react these days and, and they think, have the accessibility mm. yeah yeah i think that would be the downside to all of this because it's incredibly exciting to think that i can tweet about my desire for driving cars in the sims 4 mm-hmm. are you listening sim gurus come on <laughs> please but um you know it's also no it's also important to realize that the fact i mean look at roller coaster tycoon world that was released at the same time as planet coaster mm. perfect marketing for planet coaster <laughs> but terrible for roller coaster tycoon world who literally crushed my childhood in a game because it was tragic it, oh my god it was so sad <laughs> and you know what i don't think we'll ever see i mean they they released it on nintendo switch recently and i didn't even know about it until it was released that's and, just a marketing problem i mean true but i feel like their success now is going to be non-existent right. since the i mean even now like i was watching a live stream a couple of months ago and someone was playing rollercoaster tycoon world mm. and just ripping it up mm. because so bad. and and just imagine i mean it, like i said this is the downside to it imagine okay i'm playing devil's advocate here but imagine being a developer mm-hmm. who puts their life work into making a game obviously rollercoaster tycoon world is a pretty big game this does, doesn't really apply to that but then seeing someone just criticize it, yeah. on the flip side, imagine being someone who buys a game that they're highly anticipating mm. and then find out it's terrible and mm. not have a platform to kind of reach back out. Yeah, very, So very again, true. I'm playing devil's advocate. I can see from both sides how it's positive and negative. I guess but you could kind of argue that that in part is how games just kind of got better across the board mm. like hugely. we we joke now about oh you know the the rating scale for game reviews is from six to nine and a half you know <laughs> six is a whatever yeah. game and nine and a half is the best game you've ever played yeah mm. that wasn't always true like back in you know like decades ago when the industry was first starting to find its feet there were trash games released mm. routinely. Mate, yeah. even back in the Wii days, the shovelware yeah, <laughs> literally put on that that console, the poor console. Like <laughs> it, it tried to be revolutionary and then the yeah, shovelware. Yeah, I was going to say the Wii is it's an like, interesting. Do you want to mm. shake the Wii remote to make the gingerbread man just jump? Good. <laughs> Here's a disc. Here's you a disc. Good. Do it. But now we've had more, like more of that line of contact between mm. devs and like yeah. just every like part audience. of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. The audience mm. is being so more impacting. Yeah. Mm. I think as well another benefit to it is that people reach like devs reach out more for feedback when yeah. they're yeah. in the early stages. Um, if they do early release or if they do a better version, then where's my beta key? Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's like, <laughs> but like if they do, then people are able to give them so much feedback. That's extremely valuable for them. Oh yeah. I think when you're part of a big team as well, like I know if you were doing an indie game and somebody came along and was like, what oh, you your game's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> then it would be really horrible. But if you were a part of a big company mm. and you were sort of one of a few devs, then getting the feedback, you know, this doesn't work or this mechanic is really At least you crappy. have the resources to kind yeah. of go back and, and fix it. And maybe release a patch or something like yeah. that and, and get it sorted. So, yeah, like I, I can see from both sides as well, mm. but I definitely think it sort of puts a little bit more onus back onto game devs and the big companies mm. like I'm thinking of like 
you know, Rockstar EA games Maxis, and stuff Rockstar. who like absolutely definitely have Bethesda. the resources. Definitely have the resources ones, and yeah. work their staff to the bone mm. and have very, you know, this is the deadline. This is the day the game's coming out. So yeah. if there's problems, like it's maybe not so much a reflection of the dev in that case, but of the companies like pushing them to get things out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of those things. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting. You can sort of come at it from different angles, but I think being able to actually reach out, tell people what you like, what you don't like and what you want is mm. very valuable. And I think the game companies realise that as well. Yeah, well, Bethesda realised that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Too soon. Hugely. Too soon. It's not even too soon. No. Like The game came out and it wasn't too soon, dude. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I'm a huge merch hound um, as my... Here's your nylon bag. Mm. Yeah. So that's oh, the God. thing. Like, I didn't even know that was happening, but then this whole thing started on Twitter yeah. about how... They advertised a canvas bag, which, you know, canvas bags are very handy and nice to mm. use. And then you get this... Durable. Cr- durable, yeah. Mm-hmm. This crap knockoff yeah. that probably smells like tents. Like, <laughs> and melts in Brisbane and heat. And melts in Brisbane heat. Oh. And you paid so much for this awesome case. And they thought they could get away with it through an email of, sorry. It's like, no. Mm. So Twitter immediately got at it. Everyone was tried like, yeah. No, yeah. this is not right. So then they had to be like, oh, okay, we'll fix it. Sorry. It's yeah. accountability, isn't yeah. it? It's so. like... Having a public platform to hold hold the companies responsible. Yeah. yeah. And I think more and more, like, that accountability used to fall on the press, I suppose. Like, yeah. you'd have, yeah. like, an IGN. You'd have an or, Yeah, like an yeah. IGN or a GameSpot or a Kotaku more and more in these mm. days. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, that story we broke about um, Blizzard Activision. Mm. Um A lot of that information was obtained by Kotaku. That's how mm. we have a lot of that information. Yeah. Uh, increasingly, we're seeing a lot of uh, sponsored content. Yes. And this is bigger than just like games media, but that, that kind of distrust between like the audience and the media and the press and people mm. who are meant to be there to hold people accountable, mm-hmm. that that doesn't always happen. Because you don't yeah. really know who's yeah. providing the information. What the intentions are, who's what the biases are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess that's also why this is kind of like having the audience really take that mm. Uh, and and run with it has been as big as it has been. Yeah. Mm. I think as well, like, that's why so many people look to places like Twitch and YouTube to watch playthroughs and watch people just give, like, completely honest, open feedback. Obviously, there's some streamers out there that get paid or get, you know, early Mm. release and stuff like that, and they probably are contractually obliged to say good things about the mm. games. But for the most part, like, you know if somebody is being honest about something. And it is great yeah. that you can just go home and watch, you know, Resident Evil 2 play yeah, through yeah. and be like, mm. do I like this? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, it's very accessible to the point that you don't even have to buy the game to form an opinion about it. Yeah, it's really And to join good. the conversation on social media. Yeah, which kind of, like, feeds back into the idea of outrage and mob mentality. Like, outrage yeah. culture and, and cancel culture Ugh. is a massive problem we have now. And Hugely. so it's kind of... I don't know, I, like, I, like I said... Is it a problem? I think it's more of a response. Like, it makes... A, I think that it has a place. It can be blown out of proportion, definitely, yeah, but yeah. there's a reason for it. It's a social yeah. response, yeah. and I think it's good that we hold celebrities especially and say game devs to bring it back to games mm. responsible for you know wrong actions mm. or um derogatory actions yeah but the outrage culture that was an interesting way to pronounce that word <laughs> um outrage culture that's happened um obviously stemming from tumblr unfortunately mm. um mm. has sort of made it difficult for people who did something a slight 
to actually get good again. Well, to not, I mean, to take because on the feedback people, and not have a hit to their morale. Yeah, That's but the people also thing. go, oh, were you cancelled? But someone goes, well, no, actually, I've repented for this. I've tried. Yeah. I've, yeah. like, apologised properly. I've yeah. fixed this issue. Um, again, it won't, doesn't change the past, but, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. I don't know. Um, but then they're, they're like, no, you're still cancelled. Yeah. So, mm. therefore, you lose so much fan base because people are still going, uh, well, they're cancelled. Um, for thing. example, um, not a game related, but Jeffree Star, for example, he's mm. still, he's not a great person. I will not call him a good person but people call him oh you racist yeah mm. and right. that happened 10 years ago he apologized said it was out of line it was for a skit he probably shouldn't have said it mm. but people are like well you're racist because of that that one thing you yeah. said mm. and he's like okay what more can i do <laughs> like, yeah. what, what I think, more can i do to i think there's that balance between the responsibility of the consumer saying what they want and how they want it and a mm-hmm. responsibility of the consumer as well when they receive that then acknowledging i complained about this one thing and the developer or the celebrity or the influencer or whoever they complained to has now responded appropriately and it is my responsibility to accept that and move on. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, thank you so much for bringing that topic to the table, Kate. Yeah. No, thank that you was for nice in-depth conversation. In. Yeah. If you want more of that good discourse, uh, hit <laughs> us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Not Tumblr because Outrage Culture, shut it down. Um, <laughs> Buy Tumblr. At ZED Games AU is where you want to find us online. That's all for this week. We've got more gaming goodness coming up for you next week. Um, but that's, that's pretty much it. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thank you for everything. Thanks, Brando's. everyone. Go check us out on iTunes. Please follow iTunes us. and Spotify. Yeah, boy. Give us those good reviews. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye.